Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 481 of the Drunk Sister Podcast. And as always, I'm Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What is up, buddy? A lot of things are going on, but at the same time, something always remains the same, and that is I'm playing a damn video game. <laughs> and I'm drinking beer. Well, kind of. Yeah, the work week, the work week was fine and stuff. A little craziness happened yesterday in regards to, like, uh, having to call the cops. But at the same time, no one was hurt. Nothing got injured and stuff. But apparently, I think somebody got arrested. So I'm more than happy to say that I've earned a new nickname in my workplace because of my ongoing efforts of not only chasing out criminals and, <laughs> yeah, literally chasing down criminals and literally <laughs> taking out, like, uh, you know, just helping kick out thieves and stuff. My boss has given me the nickname of Magnum. Magnum P. <laughs> Short for, like, Magnum P.I. She's, so we're going to literally... start calling you... I'm going to start calling you Trojan. <laughs> no, we're not going to call him Trojan. <laughs> no, I'm fucking true. Like, no. No, I'm not Trojan. Trojan, man. Where those commercials, where those commercials go, you know? God, bring it back to 2005. Uh, Jesus Christ. Take you some, could not... You some... could not literally go, like... A, you couldn't even not like go with like a couple hours during the night or something without seeing a fucking Trojan condom commercial, and that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's saying it lightly, dude. It's like anytime you go into Adult Swim, like during the freaking uh, ten o'clock on or something like that, you get like a random advertisement for like Trojan Man condom when you're in the middle of watching something like fucking Futurama or Family Guy or some shit. You fell asleep watching Comedy Central in the middle of the night, then it just keeps replaying the Girls Gone Wild ads over and over again. Yeah, I've had that happen then, too, actually. And then you, and then you, just, you just wake up to. The Girls Gone Wild song and Children Man commercials. Yeah. Been there. Been there. What a, this is a weird way to start the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't understand how we went down this rabbit hole immediately with condoms and friggin' like Girls Gone Wild shit. I mean, this is not 2005. This is I mean, you're the one that they call Magnum. So you tell me, Gables. Well, <laughs> well, hell. I can't explain that one, but at the same point. I think Pulled having out. the nickname of look, Ma- look. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fine. I understand. They gotta pay for OnlyFans.com slash Colonel Gables. No, 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 But uh, anyway, yeah, I have been playing some games throughout this week. I've actually been playing one before we were recording, and the other one was throughout the week. It actually mm-hmm. ties into the demo that Stealth released this week. I know you've played I it, too. I played that, too. Yes. Gables is fucking stocking my goddamn Nintendo account. I can see that. I do the same thing to him, but it's whatever. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> In my PlayStation, yeah, I, I was like, what the fuck is this bastard playing? It's like, oh, yeah. that's what he's yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah, Gables has got 12 hours in Elder Ring. All right. We can look at that. Okay, cool. cool, cool, uh, cool, it's, cool it's more than 12 hours, but I'm just saying. Oh, okay. It's gone up? All right. Well, Yes, P- it has PS5. gone up, but at the PS- same point. PS5 is really bad at telling time. It's yes, really it bad. Is. It somehow I I played more hours of Horizon than what the PS5 said I played. So, or sometimes they'll say I played 600 hours of this game. I'm like I played it for like two weeks. <laughs> 600 hours for two weeks. I mean I don't think that's physically possible. But so. I don't think that, yeah I don't think yeah unless like I think I can just like leave it on and walk away and never turn it off and I still don't think that's possible. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, oh no, yeah I'm not, well. I'm not. There's like a hundred some odd hours a week that doesn't work. Um, but anyways we are. That's that's for later. That's so that's far from now. Are you doing, Tyler? <laughs> I'm doing okay, Gables. Uh, I got I got my fancy, uh, smancy for video watchers here on YouTube. My silver medal for extra life for 2021, hitting that 500 dollar mark. Uh, got that in the mail yesterday. Nice. So that was a cool surprise. Yeah. So that was nice. 
uh well not surprised. i knew it was coming but it was nice that uh it, it showed up i was getting a little nervous because i saw people getting theirs a couple weeks ago and i was like where's mine at uh, but i got that so now i got that with my uh three medals you can see the the i have the two golds uh for for youtube i got that one right there oh yeah and then that it. one over there and then i got another one that's on my other shelf where all my amiibos are um on the other side so I got that now to add. I'm running. I'm running out of. I'm, I've I've run out of shelf space. Space if you can't tell, um, and that's not even the worst. <laughs> the Amiibo one's even worse. Um, but yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm doing okay though. Uh, you know, long week. I've been watching uh, the Scream movies this week, Gables. Just um, randomly, you just had a craving to well, watch the Scream, Scream movies. Scream Five. I, I was like, I, I was telling myself a while back to watch them because Scream Five uh-huh. um, was coming out. And I'm like, I, I used to like really like the screen movies when I was a kid, you know, because they came out like late 90s. Um, so like the trilogy, I actually kind of like enjoy. I watched Scream One all the time, yeah. And then two and three, yeah. I remember watching a handful of times. Like whenever I pop them on their TV, I watch them every now and again. And like, I'm like, they're all. I have Paramount Plus because I forgot to, to to cancel my account because they had like a free 30 day thing, as you do, oh, okay. so you get another month of it. So yeah. I'm like, wow, they're all on there. So I'll watch all four of them on there. I've only ever seen the the fourth one once. Um, Gables are bad. They're real bad. Um, I watched one, two, and three. Uh, one's okay. Like it's, but it's like I understand I'm watching it and like it's 25 years later. So you're like, it's kind of like you're watching it and like um, I'm watching as 32 year old Tyler, not eight year old Tyler, nine year old. Yeah, like, that's the thing, years. man. It's so, like. It's like with horror films and stuff, some of the best ones, you know, it's like you can watch regardless of age and stuff and it's still good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I, I wonder like, I think if like I watched Scream 1, like if I was a 22 year old or something like that, or like, you know, like 15 or teenager or whatever, I'm like, this is trash. But like back then it was, that was fucking nuts. That was a, that was a game changing movie. Um, but uh, yeah, like so, I, I'm watching it. It's like Space Jam. I recognize it's not actually a good movie, but I love Space Jam. Um, so, you know, that's uh, you know, that's how things work. But uh, it, it was okay. Two and three, terrible. I, I got I'm like an hour in the four. Um, I was watching that before we, we hopped on here. Wait, wait, and, wait, wait. Uh, I'm I'm trying to remember Scream Four. Did it have something to do with a fucking rapper? I I don't know. I think you're, I are you thinking know. of Halloween Resurrection? I think I am, and I think that's. Some, <laughs> I think I'm thinking of Halloween Resurrection. I think you. Was that? I think um, I think either you showed me a bit of footage from that. You, you, you roundhouse was. kicks fucking Michael Myers. Who was that? Was that? Um, was that one of the guys in the Wu Tang Clan? Uh, I think if that was, was either Red Man or Method Man, I don't know what. Don't, I'm gonna Google uh, it. I'm googling it. Oh my god. Well, listeners, while Tyler's going through and searching who did that roundhouse kick to Michael Myers in Halloween Resurrection, oh, I'll just tell you a little bit of the backstory where it's like, sometimes sometimes Colonel Gables has little flashbacks of just random shit. And it sounds like, to me, Tyler has uh, found exactly what's going on. Okay, what's going this on? This fucking Busta Rhymes! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funnier to me, but it's funnier. Uh Oh God, that movie was. It was actually entertaining, but it was not a good movie at all. God damn, that's right. that movie. That's right. And that movie, Buster Rhymes at a Roundhouse Kick, kicked Michael Myers out of a window. God, that movie was so terrible. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like some of those old school movies, like they hold up. But like, yeah, like the whole original, like the early like Halloweens, and like even like the early like Freddy movies and stuff like that. Maybe not the Freddy right. movies, but like the Jason movies hold up. And it's like 
you watch them and you're like as you get older and it's like especially once they get like past like three or four and it's like like freddie gets sucked to a video game at one point um oh yeah he's like the a whole aspect of uh what oh god i think it was nightmare on elm street three i think that was i think it was like yeah there was a it's band bad. by the name of Dawkin back in the day a obscure rock band right that has this song called Dream Warriors, and the only reason why I know that is because that song was actually pretty fun to listen to a couple of years ago when I found it randomly on YouTube. It's like, God dang, okay. And I think it was like uh, they were there was something to do with a video like video game stuff like that. Where they were one of the kids or something like a dream that he was in a yeah, they was in a video yeah. game and stuff, and that was part of it or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a. Uh... Oh, it was bad. It's real. It's bad. It's bad. It's so they get bad, you know. Yeah. So anyways, they're they're really terrible. Uh, the screen movies are uh, to go full circle, full circle, full circle. God damn. I uh, can't talk now uh, on those. They're they're. I'm like, are, I, I was like, are they are they always bad or are they just bad because I'm older now? They're campy but, movies, uh, <laughs> they, the but thing. it's just like so like I, I'm, I'm fine with camp. I could deal with camp. But it's just like obnoxiously like we know we're camp, and but when instead of like we're gonna be over the top cheesy camp, we're gonna tell you that we're being camp about it, and I don't like that. Um, right. But uh, some other some other fun news here, Gables. Yeah. I got. Uh, I, Gables already knows. I found here for audio listeners here, uh, or for video listeners here, rather. I have Mountain Dew Hard, or Hard Mountain Dew, as the kids call it. It is alcohol Mountain Dew. Um, I already had a couple of I, I bought the uh, 12 pack that comes with like it's like the mix pack um, it comes with like watermelon. There's a red one here. I haven't had yet. Um, it's called black cherry. Ooh, I might like the black cherry one. Black cherry is my favorite white claw. But uh, I had the Baja Blast. That's the one I really wanted to try. And it's fantastic. Oh. Um, I had the uh, watermelon one. Gable's got to witness me drink that one. Um, and it, it, like it was a th- offensive to all five senses. Um, and he pretty sure it, has probably killed some brain cells as well as some sperm cells as a result of drinking it. It's fine. The only the only place the sperm goes is on my stomach, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, so- <laughs> <laughs> oh no one wants to hear that. Uh, well, you, too bad you're going to see it here in a minute. Uh, oh, no. Anyways, <laughs> Gil was like, "What have I got myself into here?" Uh, but yeah, no. Anyways, this is the uh, Drunk Nester Podcast. If you're enjoying this banter. If you're still here, why? But if you're still here, <laughs> uh, please come follow us on YouTube. If you're on, if you're watching us on YouTube, like, follow, subscribe, all that fun jazz. Share uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google, wherever pods are cast, we're on it. Please go there and support us in those places. If you look in the show notes, I put a, a link to our link tree, and what that does is it's a link to everywhere we are on available at, like Facebook, Twitter, um, our actual life pages and stuff like that. So uh, I've signed back up for 2022. It's the 11th year. And uh, Gables, have you signed up yet? Oh, I still need to sign up for extra life stuff. Okay. When you do, let me know, and I'll I'll, I'll make a link. Uh, yeah. I'll put a link. The link in there probably is probably dead then. Um, but yeah. So please go there and do all those things for us. We really would appreciate it. Um, but Gables, yeah, uh, it's very rare that so that we have like a topic of the show. Uh, typically we just kind of talk about the news and where we're coming out. But mm. if you want to like a full deep dive into our thoughts about the Pokemon stuff from last week, last Sunday, Gimbal's and I did like an emergency, like 20 minute podcast. Yes. We kind of go over everything that happened, kind of nerded out about, uh, Pokemon gen nine, Scarlet, Scarlet and Violet being announced. Um, and after the show, we kind of bullshitted for another 15, 20 minutes about how, like, 
and Gables, you've touched upon it a few times already. Um, but uh, you know, like how like is this gonna be better than twenty seventeen? We've kind of you've we've we've kind of brushed around it a little bit. Yes, we have. And you and I were I was I was saying like one of these like weeks like here soon we're gonna have to like we really need to like sit down and talk about this. Um, and that's what we're doing this week, Gables. We're gonna sit down and talk about it. So right. um, let me pull up here. I got my handy dandy phone here with our show notes on it. Uh, so Gables. I thought we can we we can kind of look and compare what 2017 looked like and what 2022 is looking like so far. Okay. So to kind of look at this year so far and the future, uh, what we know of right now, Pokemon Legends was January 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had Triangle Strategy that came out Friday. Yeah. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands comes out March 25th. Yeah. Advanced Wars comes out April 8th. Switch Sports April 29th. Mario Strikers June 10th. Fire Emblem Warriors June 24th. Splatoon 3 is in the summer, Xenoblade 3 in the September, Bayonetta 3, Breath of the Wild 2, Mario Plus Rabbids, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are also scheduled for this year. Now, if you look at 2017, you're going to see, we're going to see a lot of uh, correlation between 2022 and 2017 as well here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shit. Oh, God damn it. I, someone had a pop-up and it fucked up my shit. All right, we're back now. 2017, Nintendo games. We had we had the launch with Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. and we had 1-2 Switch. And then we also had Super Clips. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm gonna delete one two switch because it pisses me <laughs> off. That's there. Uh, I, I typed it in there just because I figured. I just put all like you know exclusive games that are like either published by Nintendo or right, directly right. made by them. But um, at, that should be a demerit there. Uh, Mario Odyssey, Splatoon 2, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which I put in there. Even though I, I took out ports because like uh, Pokemon Tournament and stuff and a couple other games. Yeah, were, that were ports that came out that year. Uh, but I figured I put Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in there because how big it's been. Um, I don't, but I don't know if it's a fair. It makes sense. To count it. it, it may not make it may not be fair in some sense, but at the same point, that's been the Switch's main selling. Yeah, it's the number one game. It's the yeah. number one game, despite it being on two console cycles here, with one the Wii U and now the Switch. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe getting its whole slew of DLC, so it's going to be the definitive yeah. version of Mario Kart 8. Right, yeah, so. and even more correlation here. We got you know Mario Kart Eight Deluxe came out in 2017. We're getting Mario Kart DLC in 2022 <laughs> for it. Um, we also had Arms for some reason. I typed in Arms twice. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, Mario Plus Rabbids, and like I said earlier, Snipper Clips. Um, so yeah, um, I mean right now we're talking about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Pretty big games uh, in 2017. Uh, and then right now we're looking at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 games um, this year, potentially not including the Mario Kart uh, 8 uh, DLC. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how we want to tackle this, how we want to discuss this, Gables, but is could this possibly be the best year ever for Nintendo Switch or just for Nintendo in games? Okay, so for Nintendo, this has the definite possibility of it being one of its peak years, if not the peak year, of the console's life cycle. Similar in terms of when the Wii, when that was still going through a lot of its phase and stuff, a lot of its popularity, the main peak, the peak year, I think, in my honest opinion, for the Nintendo Wii happened around that 2008-2009 period when it had games like Mario Kart Wii, had Smash Brothers Brawl, had like... Like Mario, well, actually, Mario Galaxy had already came out in 2007. 2007, yeah. But uh, 2009 was Mario Galaxy 2. But that feel and that whole lead up to that crescendo of that, like, 20, that 2008, you know, that was a pretty big kind of deal and stuff. But 
In terms we're getting of those it, like once a month, though. Like we're talking about yeah. these two years we're looking at. I mean, just kind of going back to it here. Um, as I pull it back up, sorry. Um, we had Breath of the Wild in March. We had Mario Odyssey in October. Yeah. Splatoon 2 was in July. Xenoblade Chronicles was in May. Mario Kart 8 was April. Um, Arms was June. Uh, One Two Switch was launch. Fire Emblem Warriors. Was Fire Emblem Warriors a Wii U game? Fire Emblem Warriors was not a Wii U game, in okay. my honest opinion. But that it was, was 3DS, but it was not Wii U. Okay. Um, that was like, I think, one of August. No. When did Fire Emblem Warriors come out? Maybe that was like September. And then Mario Plus Rabbids was August. Cause I remember that mm-hmm. came out right before uh, Labor Day. Yep. And I literally spent my entire Labor Day weekend playing that game. Um, <laughs> that was a good weekend. Um, you know, and we're looking at, like, right now, like, kind of, you know, looking at. We had Pokemon Legends in January. February, we didn't have anything. But Triangle Strategy and Kirby in March. Advance Wars and Switch Sports in April. Uh, nothing in May right now, but we have Mario Strikers and Fire Emblem Warriors in June. Uh, then in the summer, we have Splatoon 3. September, we have Xenoblade. And then like Bayonetta, Breath of the Wild 2, Mario Plus Rabbids. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are not dated, but um, you know we're looking at Breath of the Wild. And if Breath of the Wild does hit, um, that's going to be into the year. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, probably like a November game as well. Um, so it's just like, we're, yeah, like you're talking about like those peak years where like, yeah, we had like, yeah, like I think like 2008, we had Mario Kart Wii and Smash Brothers Brawl come out within like three months of each other, which yep. is nuts to think about nowadays. Um, like that would just never happen. Those games would be, I mean, 18 months apart, if not more. Well, I guess that's not true because six months um, sometimes. Yeah, like the Wii U ones were like six months apart because they came mm-hmm. out the same year. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like. I don't know if like all these games will hit the heights of like a Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey did individually, but it's just, it's kind of like what you, what you look at, like um, it's a quantity over quality. But like a lot of these games are going to be quality games, but aren't even going to be, I mean, two of the best games from 2017, two of the best games of all time. Like these are probably a lot of people's like top. If you people, uh, people have been gaming for a long time, how to make a top 25 list, uh, or even like a say top 15 list, Mario Odyssey and breath of the wild got to be in there. Like you make a top 25 list of most like biggest Nintendo games ever. I feel like breath of the wild has probably got to be like top two, three behind maybe the original Mario brothers. Um, and Mario 64. And then, like, Mario Odyssey has got to be somewhere in that top 15-ish level. So, um, I don't think anything like that will hit this year unless uh, Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. And I think that's the big the big if in this discussion is um, if Breath of the Wild 2, what the fuck it's going to be called. I'm just going to call it Breath of the Wild 2 until we get a name name. Um, if it's in this list, I feel like it's a definitive 2022 Assuming all these games just hit what our expectations are. Like, no one's a big disappointment. If they just hit what we expect. Mm-hmm. Like, by by far, no chance. Like, this is the best year ever for Nintendo. Just from a sheer volume of quality games. Um, and if assuming Breath of the Wild 2 is as good as we think it could be. Um, or just even on the level of one. Um, but if we take it out, is it? Like, I think that's the real argument here. If, like, say Breath of the Wild 2 is push 2023, which I think is more than likely going to happen, 
is that we don't get that this year. Um, but I mean, I don't give like you're you're the big Nintendo guy. You're a bigger Nintendo guy than me, um, for sure. But I mean, what what do you when you when you think of this when you look at these lists? What are you thinking? What I'm thinking of the lists going on in regards to Nintendo in this in this scope and scale is like it does have potential to be one of the Switch's best years ever. Definitely in terms of not only the quantity of what is coming out, but also the type of games and the momentum they are representing towards the crescendoing from the beginning all the way until at least the summer. We don't know the entirety of everything that's coming out towards like, you know, like uh, from like September on besides maybe Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And we really didn't get too many in terms of like August type of releases in that regards which people are suspecting that july august may be a potential release date for splatoon 3 but that's guessing upon it but it really it really depends upon what nintendo does with breath of the wild 2 what showcased from that game what it does in terms of elaborating itself and evolving itself over like from the original because obviously they're building up from the basis of the original and the intent and feel Mm -hmm. of that into something else. But uh, there definitely is there definitely is multiple different points of reference to fuel that they will try to release this game this year. They've gone through I know Nintendo has stated in a couple of different types of like meetings, different kind of like investor calls that yeah, Breath of the Wild 2 will come out in 2022. Whether they do or not remains to be seen. But if this game comes out and it's absolutely fantastic, probably one of the best games ever released on the Switch, on top of everything else going on here, like let's say games like uh, Scarlet and Violet are fantastic, like some mm. of the best Pokemon games. I mean, we have saw the basic crux of Pokemon Legends Arceus and how everybody loved, like most of the people who've played that game absolutely love it because it's refreshing mm-hmm. in terms of how... It's refocused and revitalized a lot of people's joy in playing Pokemon games with the initial intent of going through and capturing creatures and this and that. But on top of that, on top of games like Triangle Strategy, games like, you know, the potential, like a Mario Strikers, like Battle League stuff, which hopefully that's going to be fantastic as well. But if we get banger after banger after banger, just like months like over the next like four or five months and stuff that are leading up to a crescendo moment to where we have Breath of the Wild 2 releasing in like in October or November, that, in my honest opinion, will be Nintendo's best year in regards to the Nintendo Switch. However, how I could see that not being the case is if either one, uh, Breath of the Wild 2 or the Pokemon games, get delayed to 2023. For... That, you know, even if they take out both of those games, they'll still have a fantastic year this year for 2022. I mean, hell, let's just say that most of these games release, you know, except for those two franchises, Pokemon and freaking uh, Zelda, and you still have aspects to where Bayonetta 3, that releases this year. You still have, like, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and, like, all the hype and all the built-up in the regards to how that game looks... But at the same time, in order for this not to be Nintendo's most productive year for the Switch means multiple different things have to happen. One, like I've said before, Pokemon and Zelda not releasing or like just getting delayed to 2023. 
Another thing is that they may have like one or two type of games or something that just don't perform as great, which I'm yeah. hoping is not the case. But uh, yeah, there are definitely a lot of positives in regards to game releases in the next six to eight months for Nintendo. But yeah. uh, going back to the whole initial, the initial point that we've had in the comparisons between 2017 and 2022, I know expands past Nintendo stuff, but what I meant in terms of like a, in terms of that scenario is the feel of it. The feel towards the beginning of 2017 was okay. We got a couple of different games and blah blah blah. And then we start to realize, looking at the release schedule for like a couple months lit, like ahead of it, it's like, well, you know, these three big games release in this one day. And I'm referring October to... October 27th. October 27th, when you had Assassin's Creed Origins, when you had Mario Odyssey, and then you had like another game. Wolfenstein 2. Wolfenstein 2, yeah. Those three big releases were on that one day in October back in 2017. We, I don't think we've had that type of day happen yet in this year, but the feel and the quality of games from t from the beginning of that year going all the way and reaching through where we basically had a hangover the next year <laughs> in 2018. Well, 2018 was, I mean, arguably just as good. We had, yeah. Uh, well, a few. Of, are we looking at strictly Nintendo? Here? No, we're not we looking at strictly gaming? Nintendo. We're look we're just well, expanding the games. We had general. Odyssey, we had God of War, we had Celeste, we had yeah. Smash Brothers. Um Oh yeah. I mean, was it was it as deep as twenty seventeen? No, but no. I would argue the top was just as maybe on par just as maybe just as good. If you look at like cause got, a lot of people, you know, I this obviously got a word and favorite game of all time, but you know, a lot of people I, I love to a lot of people that is as well. So like God of War and like Breath of the Wild are kinda of like equal footing there. But yeah, I agree, like yeah, 2017 was just a deep year. Like we could have done a, I could have done, I made a top 20 list for my for my personal list that year, and I was still cutting off good quality games off that tw top 20 list. Where most years, mm -hmm. uh, some years it's been a struggle to make a top 15 list uh, of like good quality games. Um, so yeah, like I agree with you on that. Like how deep it was. And I, I think that's a big difference. Where I, I feel like this year will be deeper. I think than 2017, but like the peak though, because like. So the games that at least have like a um, like a time period, like you know, like Splatoon three, is summer, excuse me, Xenoblade three is September, but you know, like Bayonetta three, Breath of the Wild, Mario plus Rabbids, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are not dated. Like if you just took out those bottom four, we're, we're talking about Pokemon Legends, Triangle Strategy, Kirby, Advance Wars, Switch Sports, Mario Strikers, Fire Emblem Warriors, Splatoon three, Xenoblade three. That's a very good year. Mm -hmm. That's a very good. We have a lot of B plus, you know, B tier. Um, if we're going to count S tier here, um, you know, like Zelda's S tier, Mario's S tier, Mario Kart, Smash Bros. S tier. Um, I would actually have... argue, I would actually argue with like the, even barring those like four you just mentioned in regards to if you took those four away, I mean, that's better than some Switch years that we've had. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like you look at the last two years, we're like, I mean, 2020 was a great year strictly because of Animal Crossing, but like right. you take away Animal Crossing, I mean, there was nothing there. That's uh, true. 2021 was like, I mean, we talked about like 2021. I what we had Pokemon BDSM. Um, <laughs> what else? I there was a lot I of like honestly... there was like a lot of middle tier, like yeah, uh, like kind of like sevens, eights, a C tier type of things. I mean, yeah. Mario. I can even remember a couple of them. Like the Mario Golf was definitely a middle tier type yeah, of game. Like that was a disappointment. Yeah. Um, 
You're right. And like Mar- like 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 2018, well, we had Mario Tennis, I think. Um, maybe that's 2018. No, it's 2018. Yeah. And um, yeah, even with Pokemon like Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, even I recognize, you know, even though those games were technically good and stuff, those were middle tier in regards to yeah, a remaster. That was, that was a port of, yeah. yeah. That was not, that was not like, the, that was a, this, even for, you know, we get a lot of remakes for, for, for Pokemon games. That was a pretty subpar one from them. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at it like Pokemon, I mean, if you think about it, like, unless Kirby blows us away. Um, I mean, I don't know, I'm not. I don't want to put Sp- Splatoon three. Splatoon is not B tier, but it doesn't have the longevity to be S tier. So that's probably I'd say it's A tier, um, possibly. Uh, just based off of how great it's it's Splatoon, especially Splatoon two. But like, there's a big audience there that loves it. Um, especially in Japan, it's in, in Japan yes. it's probably an S tier. I'd say worldwide though, it's probably A tier. Um, but you know, like, yeah, I don't know, like. Pokemon Legends, Triangle Strat. Like mean, we're looking at a lot of like sevens and eights here, and then like maybe with Splatoon mm-hmm. three will be in and Splatoon Blade will be high eights, low nines. Um, Mario Strikers and Switch Sports are uh, Switch Sports is our big question marks. Like I, I, don't know. I feel like those games are gonna come out and initially have good buzz around them, and I, but yes. I feel like it'll be like I, I can also see it. I, I think they're gonna come out. They're gonna be good quality fun games because that Mario can shit out a fun game like like nobody else can. Uh the the problem always is is like content uh and then wanting to go back to it. Um and that's gonna be like two weeks after they launch, do we care? Kind of thing. Um Fire Emblem Warriors is I feel like it's Fire Emblem Warriors. I don't people that it's love it are gonna love it. Game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a like exact niche. People are some people are gonna love it, some people are not going to. Yeah, um, Pokemon Legends for the most part is is pretty is pretty been pretty positive. Uh, yes. Triangle Strategies people have been so far uh, early early reviews have been pretty positive. Yes, uh, Kirby we've heard some demo stuff so far. Previews people have been fairly positive. I'd say, yeah. um, you know, Advance Wars is a remake. Uh, Xenoblade Three I imagine will just be as good if not better than the previous Xenoblade games. Bayonetta Three question mark because we've um, yeah, game's been in development for so long, and we've kind of he- heard some stuff about them trying to make it more of an open world, and that just kind of didn't happen. Um, so curious how it's gonna work out. Um, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, like we were super excited last week, but like, is this just gonna be a more like a build on Sword and Shield, or are we building off of Pokemon Legends? Because I feel, I feel it's like a mix between the two, personally. I do, but if like I if I if if they, we actually see gameplay, like I was super excited last week coming off the high of it right afterwards. Uh, but kind of like what we were watching and think about a little bit. I'm like, well, we didn't see any battling. We didn't see catching the Pokemon. Like if it comes out and it's just, we go back to the vanilla style of Pokemon catching and battling that we've seen um, for the last eight generations. That's going to yeah. be a big bummer. Like I want to see the Arceus gameplay. Uh, Cause I love that. Like how quick and smooth um, all that was just, you know, catching Pokemon, how fast that was. And, uh, well, it right. made I, me want to grind. I understand. I understand that in regards. Yes. That would be disappointing if it's going back to like the straight things that we've already know in terms of battling, in terms of like catching Pokemon, this and that, but even reading on the Pokemon's website and stuff, this is an open world Pokemon game. Yeah. But right? I mean, like how, like Pokemon Arceus is, they call open world, but it was really just 
it was different segment areas yeah. that you could explore in. It wasn't technically say open open world, but they I refer mean, to it as open world. Yeah. So I mean, like, they're, uh, how fast and loose are they being with open world? And then more importantly, even if it's not open world, like I just want like that gameplay because it was so quick and fluid. It made me want to just like like catching Pokemon was just fun to do. Like I got yeah. stuck in that loop uh, for several hours just. Going around and just like catching Pokemon that I didn't even need to catch, but just grind for experience or like just having fun going around battling Pokemon. Like it was because like the battle would take you seconds, um, and then also like the turn like with the like you know like based on like the, the speed actually really mattered, and it was actually fairly difficult. Like I want, I want that. Um, if it goes back to what we've known from them, uh, it's just like they built upon the wild area of Sword and Shield. Uh, That'd be kind of disappointing. I mean, I'll be more excited than I was with like I I, I enjoyed Sword and Shield, but like I, I like that wild area was eh, it's fine. Um, so like if they build upon it and make it work, like I'll be more excited than I would be like if they just did another gen. But like I don't know. Anyways, uh, but like kind of looking at 20, 2017 here, uh, Breath of the Wild obviously one of the greatest games of all time. Mario Odyssey up there too. Splatoon two came out. People love Splatoon. Um, did really well. Sold really well. People still playing it to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at you, Gables. I'm not literally looking at you right now. I'm looking at my phone. Uh, but figuratively, I'm looking at you right now. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Obviously, people really like that one. Mario Kart Deluxe. We talk, like, we've been talking about that game for five years now. Um, Arms. That's kind of a good look. That's, I'm looking at it like that. Like the Mario Strikers and Switch Sports. Where, like, when it came out, like, we were raving about it. I remember Justin coming over that weekend because it came out like the Friday before E3 or something or that week of E3 or whatever. And we just like you, him and I like playing that uh, co-op together or get well versus, but like in the same room uh, and having a fucking blast talking about it. It was a great fucking time. Um, but like after like a couple weeks, it was like I did the arcade. I beat like the first, I beat the arcade mode. Like, like the, the first like the seven or eight levels it was i was like all right well i'm kind of done i unlocked the there's only one fighter to unlock and i'm like all right well i did everything there is to do in this game um one two switch fuck that game uh <laughs> fire emblem warriors I, I even bought that one because i liked hyrule warriors so much um and i mean it's just it's it's a muso game uh and i mean I, there's one if you're a fan of the series you'll like that um marvelous rabbits was my is my probably still my favorite switch game Honestly, to this day, it was my number two game of that year, uh, only behind Horizon Zero Dawn. We're seeing a lot of correlations between 2017 and 2022 here. Um, and then Superclips, which was actually a pretty fun little game. Uh, I remember, like, just it was like a it was an era, like it was like a ten dollar launch game on the Switch, um, and it was actually a decent, fun little game there. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I I think maybe like I'd like to do this like if we can revisit it like next year at this time um okay give us some separation in 2023 which is crazy to think uh when we say that when i say that but um oh it'll come around sooner than we think we got some other news here so i don't know like nothing major this week going on but a couple smaller things um so apparently here uh we have a new infamous and sly cooper reportedly in development for ps5 um this comes from a leaker uh that has leaked a few things in the past um Insider ACC and GT apparently is his name. Um, says like my while many like this is from Dual Shockers here. So while many might not uh, 
might not be aware, the leaker is. It should be noted that they have uh, quite a credible track record. The leaker revealed details about Star Wars uh, Eclipse several days, which is the uh, um, Quantic Dream one, which we'll talk about here a little later. Um, so he's done, he's done this in the past. A few other things he's, he's talked about as well. Um, so no idea who's making these um, that apparently um, they're in the works, Gables. So, I mean, I don't mm. know, like, like, is there any excitement here for the possibility of bringing back Sly and Infamous? There is some bits of excitement. I mean, granted, it has been like around seven or eight years since the last main titles for either one of those games. I mean, I'm especially looking at uh, Infamous because Infamous First Son and like Second Light, I remember those games being early PS4 games. And uh, the thing was, it's like, it was a good introductory point for people to get into Infamous and stuff. It wasn't as memorable as the PS3 games, the first and the second, which, in my honest opinion, are the better ones. Especially the second one with Numeray and stuff. But uh, there is excitement getting back to basics in, like, the original Infamous or possibly in terms of Sly Cooper. I mean, Sly Cooper, when it was on the PS2 originally, that franchise was highly popular. It was quintessentially during that time period and stuff in the PS2 where you had, like, uh, platformer mascots like a Sly Cooper, like a Jack and Daxter, like Ratchet and Clank. I mean, that that was literally like the mid-2000s in regards to 3D platforming because, well, Nintendo really wasn't gonna, it wasn't doing much in that regards other than Mario Sunshine. But yeah. uh, in regards to that, I'm curious to see if, not only if these rumors are true, but how and what direction of, one which developers are actually going through, which Sony studios are actually going through and making these games. Two, are they going to do like a reboot for both of these series? Because that would make more sense to me, especially if they want to go back to more of a classic thing for like Infamous and have Cole McGrath, because he was a lot more interesting in terms of a character and in terms of things that he was other than like uh, the protagonist they had for First Light. Plus, I would love it if they went back to like a comic book style. I mean, mm. hell, some of the be- some of the best fun elements I ever had, like playing the Infamous games, was getting a bunch of the dead drops, getting a bunch of the random like uh, like moves and stuff, like freeing a bunch of different territories and stuff like that from like enemy gangs and stuff, and then like facing off against crazy ass bosses and stuff like with Kessler and like freaking stuff like that, and even like racing against that monster in the second game, you know, try to. Uh, get things all freed off and stuff before, like, you know, all that initial stuff. But uh, at the same time, it's like, for the Sly Cooper games, it's, I'm, the reason why they haven't really gone on since Thieves in Time, you know, it's like, that game did okay, but at the same time, it wasn't really up to the standard as, like, the original trilogy. And that was one of the main issues that people have had with that game. As far as, like, say... In modern 2022, yeah, there's definitely excitement to see, like, a new Sly Cooper game, especially if they reboot it from its entirety. It's, like, the same thing I touched upon with Infamous. It's, like, if you do a reboot and, like, a reshuffling of what makes a Sly Cooper game a Sly Cooper game, hardcore PlayStation fans are going to eat this thing up. And new gamers that are coming to come into these coming to that series fresh you're gonna be hey this is pretty cool you have this different type of stealth element in terms of this platformer and stuff you got these memorable characters and so i like with uh with murray and like uh oh god what the fuck's that name that turtle <laughs> bentley that's what i'm thinking yeah. okay bentley and murray and stuff like that and 
their all interactions and stuff. And you can retain like the original act that's the voice actors too. But the main thing about those platformers were indulged with stealth in terms of like animal bosses, in terms of like making sure that we're getting all the pages and the Thievius Raccoonus and stuff like that. That's part of the original game and whatever the hell. But uh both of these are classic PlayStation franchises that have laid dormant for far too long, in my opinion. And I would absolutely love it if not only these were brought back, but they were given a new flair on the PS5. Because that's just the thing. It's like, Sony has all these different types of properties, all these different types of IPs that they could delve back, and they choose not to because of either legal reasons or whatever, or not just having that right idea at the right time. But uh, I'm hoping it's true. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, like, I, so I kind of missed the boat on, like, the Infamous games, because, like, I didn't have, like, I didn't have a PS3 very long, like, I remember I had it, um, I bought one, like, when the Slim came out, and I played, like, Metal Gear right. Solid, and it was, like, right around, I think, Uncharted, like, right after Uncharted 2 came out, uh, I played, like, a Metal Gear Solid 4, Uncharted games, uh, and then I ended up, like, just giving it to my sister, Oh, okay. my console, and then... I borrowed it a couple times to play like Last of Us and Uncharted Three, so I kind of missed a good chunk. Of, like I played like you know last like I said the, like the Naughty Dog games and the Metal Gear Solid Four. Well, yeah, uh, and then a couple other games too. But like th- that was like the main thing I jumped into. Um, but uh, yeah, so I kind of missed the infamous, infamous games. In uh, Sly, like I was never like a big like platformer guy back in the like in the like that PS. That was kind of like when I fell off, like uh, PS2 era PS. Like I didn't really play any and i've kind of like obviously delved back in um as i've gotten like back more into like nintendo um in the last like eight nine years and i like playing like like i, I totally missed out on ratchet when it, when it came out um so like i, I missed out on sly missed out on infamous um i would be i i, I play like i played infamous second son because uh, obviously if you had a ps4 at launch you play infamous second son and i thought it was a very fun game i like i actually like 100 percented it i, I did I, I did it all I did everything you could, like, and the, I didn't, like, do the Platinum. That was the only thing I didn't do, because you had to beat the game twice to do that. Um, but, uh, like, I 100%ed it uh, otherwise, and I had a good time with it. I liked it. It wasn't, like, it was fun enough to me, like, I want to keep playing it, but it wasn't, like, uh, this amazing, amazing game. Like, 2014 wasn't even, like, that great of a year, and it didn't make my top 10 list. Um, that was that first major it. release year for the PS4 and Xbox One. There weren't that many great games that yeah, released yeah. that year besides And that. even third-party. Even, like, third-party, like, Shadows of, like, freaking... Not Shadows of Mordor, wasn't it? Uh, no. It was Shadow... I think it was... No, uh, something, something of Mordor. Yeah, I can't remember. That, But that was, like, a lot of people's, like, game of the year that year was that was the Mordor game. Um, yeah, that, even that was game, definitely I, one of them. Yeah, and I, I played it, and I just didn't... I, it was fine. Yeah, it was Shadow um, of Mordor. Was it Shadow? Was it, I can't remember what the sequel was called. Uh, I always mix them up. Um, yeah, like it was a good game. Uh, but like I, I people, I, I hear people that played it. You know that like the, the original Infamous games and loved it. I uh, love Cole. Uh, I never played the First Light, but I heard people really liked that one. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like I, 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 if they do make them, I kind of hope we get like some remasters at least. Uh, if they're building a brand new one, I hope we get like a remaster mm-hmm. first uh, yes. of the one and two, because I would definitely like to check out uh, those games. Um, oh, yeah. The possibilities with that type of shit, especially with the smooth, if, like 60 frames per second, that smooth transition, yeah. like actual into a 4K type of setting, the performance and everything else worked out in modern settings. That that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't know. Maybe if anything, maybe we'll get a remake if, we're, if this PlayStation Spartacus stuff is true. Like, um, we play it on there. So I imagine maybe if we, if we get we, instead of remasters, we'll probably get remakes. Um, at this mm. point, because it'd be kind of weird to remake remaster games that are on your Spartacus service. Um, so I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. One. I I think it'd be cool though. Like I definitely think uh, you know, it, but it's also like. They're already making Spider-Man games. They're already making a Wolverine game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like how, like, I understand, like, you own the IP, so you don't have to pay the shit ton of money and licensing fees. But it's like, as we're getting better, actual, like, name brand, like, big branded uh, Marvel and DC games, like, mm-hmm. is there a world for these, uh, these like, outsider kind of thing? I know, like, there's definitely, like, TV shows that are doing well. Like, uh, in, oh, God, not... Invincible is a fantastic show on Prime Video. Uh, name is on Prime. Um, the Boys is a great show, but those are comics. Um, so, like, how is that going to work? Uh, but I don't know. Like, I, I definitely want to see it. I w- I'd like to play because, like, those like I've always wanted to, like uh, go back and play those games. So I, but I just don't want to stream them on PS Now, which kind of goes back to it's like. So mm-hmm. hopefully with Spartacus they fix that problem. But uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, hopefully you know, we'll have to wait and see because. Uh, I would definitely like to check them out. Uh, but Gable's moving on here to our like, last, last real topic here. Um, Quantic, well, this is, I don't know. If this, this might just go in the other news part because I don't have too much to say on it. Uh, but Quantic Dreams, which people that made like Detroit Become Human and um, I totally just blanked the other games. They're Heavy Rain. Well, Heavy Rain, uh, yes. And what's, what's that other game with Ellen Page? Oh, Beyond Two Souls. Beyond Two Souls. I remember beat that game in a day because I, I rented it from Redbox. Very bad game. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, we kind of talked about it leaked right before that. This is that Star Wars Eclipse game I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they announced it at the Game Awards um, yeah. back in December. Uh, but it already kind of leaked a couple months before that. Um, or a couple weeks before that, maybe. I don't remember. But anyways, um, apparently... So that game, when they announced it, that game was years away. Yes. Like we're talking middle to the end of the generation now because they can't get anybody to come work for them uh there this might be a 27 2027 to 2028 game oh you give us no we will be we will be nearly 40 years old when this game comes out jesus christ at at this point i think this is gonna be a canceled thing dude well they they, i don't know they're gonna really cancel it because they got like they have a contract with with disney about this one but i mean oh my god obviously there's all the lawsuits going on where like they were just being awful and horrible to employees there especially females yeah um post like posting out like like memes of like the other females there or like sending out uh some pretty awful pictures of them uh harassing them just ubisoft levels of bullshit um uh, that came out they got sued for it as a couple years like a year or so a year and a half ago um uh and we're we're in this this time even though i think they're from france or something like they're in europe somewhere um but uh you know it's we're in this period now where um people like companies are trying to get people to come work for them it's not the other way around people are trying to find jobs um you know there's this this isn't like 2008 where People are, you know, like we have to give them our credit scores to get a job. Uh, yeah, companies now, are literally trying to convince people to work for them. Yeah, and like especially in the video game world, it's always been, you know, people are always fighting to get people there to come work, come work for them. And now it's worse than ever. Um, and we're we're hearing the same thing about Ubisoft, where internally a lot of, and even in Activision, where 
A lot of people are leaving to go, you know, especially with Ubisoft. Like a lot of the, the couple of their big studios are based in Canada, where Canada is blowing up in the video game world right now, and there's a lot more studios, stuff like that. So a lot of people are, are leaving them to go work for other studios. Um, and probably the same thing in Europe. There's, there's a several different studios out there um, to go work for, and uh, people are leaving or they're not going to go work for them. Even you know, it's just not worth it. So it's like. In, in this time we're in now where it's like you, you know, you, you gotta be, you can't have this shit on you. You gotta like, you gotta treat your customers. You gotta treat your employees. Well, uh, you mm-hmm. can't, you know, like people are like, even if you, unless you pay an amazing value compared to where everybody else is paying, um, people aren't going to come work for you. Um, and we, I've talked about this previously where people like, we hear a lot of people asking, why are they announcing this game so early when they're four or five years away? But it's like, they announce these games because this is like an advertisement for people to come work for them. That's why, you know, like avatar, the avatar video game was announced so far ahead or like elder scrolls or, um, I don't know. You name it. Like all these, all these games that get announced three, four five years, uh, before they're like mass effect. Like these games aren't even really in development yet. And they're announcing these games being made. Um, and it's to get people to come work for these big IPs that they, that they probably, either love or grew up loving or that like whatever. And I don't, know, but it's like, if you are like just recently and the people are David cage and those people that were awful still work there. It's like, why would I go work for you? Exactly. Why would you? Yeah. Like it's, you know, if, if my job was that bad, I would, I'd be like, fuck off. I'm going to go, I'm going to go somewhere else. And I, like, I can get like, you're not paying me an absorbent amount of money to stay here. And I can go work somewhere else and make comparable, or if not close to money. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say besides that. It's like be, you know, just be nice people. Don't be, you know, don't treat people like shit just because you can. Um, but a couple other smaller news here. Uh, Resident Evil, uh, we, we're having Resident Evil two, three, and seven are all coming to next gen. Uh, they're getting next gen upgrades. Uh, sometime this year, they haven't given us a date or a time frame, but they said in 2022, mm-hmm. all three of those games will have upgrades. Um, it'll be free to people that already own them. Uh, I don't I'm know if they're going to Yeah, so like I own two and seven digitally. Oh, I don't own two, three, three, but and I, seven, I, three. I think I do. I know okay. that uh, the third one I have digital only, but uh, okay. like with any other games, it gets buried underneath the stuff I like to play. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think I'm, I'm gonna replay these games, but if they have the uh, free upgrade when you get the the trophies, I'll definitely install them and play yep. them, uh, or, or I'll boot them up just to get the trophies. Um, but <laughs> honestly, of all the games I'd want to replay of those, I'd oddly want to play three again because that was like I've heard um, that the third one is easily replayable. Yeah, it's built to be played. Obviously, like Resident Evil games are built to be replayed over and over again, but um, I thought three was the most fun to play through um, of all of them. Like the, I, I think that's the, it's my least. I don't want to say that, but it's definitely like I don't think it's two's the best one of the of the three, um, but I think three is the most fun to re, to play again. Um, also, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Game Pass, uh, I believe, next week. That's so, good for the Xbox players, you know. Just if you yeah, have Game Pass, and you have not experienced that game, you couldn't afford it last year, or it was not on your list of immediate things to play. Now you have a chance to go for it, download it, and uh, play a game that, honestly, that was my game of the year last year, and for good reason. Yeah. It's because it's a fantastic experience. It's a great action RPG, and quite honestly, you know, it's like there's a lot of funny, memorable moments that 
mm-hmm. I went through. And quite honestly, during Extra Life, this is one... This game was the reason why I spent like 15 hours playing this game alone in a 24-hour yeah. stream. And like a 24 hour like time period and that was why it's because the quality of the game was above and above and beyond what i expected and on top of that it was raising money for kids <laughs> yes um yeah so this is a win-win uh, i already played it like a good chunk of it beforehand but like i ended up beating it during extra life i put it i think i put like a good four or five hours into um that game and ended up beating it on extra life day so that was uh, yeah, that game is incredible. It was my number two game of the year. So it was our overall game of the year for uh, 2021. But uh, it seems like it's it's like word of mouth has done a lot for that game. Yes. Um, and it, they, they've slashed the price down too. So it seems like um, initially it was disappointing, but it seems like it's it's getting there. So hopefully it does good enough that we get a sequel because I would love to play another one of these games. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But moving on, Gables, to some other news here. Uh, well, not really news. Uh, an update on our fans critic update. Uh, Gables, uh, you're a cunt still, um, <laughs> and I'm not uh, because you're a fucking asshole and you outbid me on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, Gables got that. We we both bid on it. How much um, did you bid on it, Tyler? Sixteen dollars. Because I was like, he's sixteen. Like, yeah, I thought I was gonna. I was gonna. Well, uh, prices right you, and you donated twenty. Um, yeah, I I thought about it. I, th- I I I actually like like six fifty something. I'm like I I was starting to think about. I'm like I should go to twenty one. And like no 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 no. I'll wait. I'll wait because it's you know I still got I still I still got like nine slots left. Yes. And I got eighty five dollars um, for the year. I'm like I I don't want to go too crazy. Uh, Gable's only got like five slots left, and he's got fifty bucks left. Um, but um, yeah. I'm like, and then I went to go do it, and then I just missed the fucking deadline because it's like seven o'clock my time on Saturdays when they cut off the bidding, and then Gables won it. Um, now so, it's yeah. coming up to the thing where it's like Tyler, it's like you have nine slots left. Are there going to be games that you're going to be able to fill those slots? I with? know, and that's the balancing act here is where Gables has got five slots left, but he's only he's only got fifty bucks left, and like I'm starting to wonder like if I've been like playing it a little too conservatively here with like i i drafted a bunch of games that were for sure for the most part gonna happen this year but maybe weren't gonna be big points but it um, has played to your advantage too because it, for you yes. playing early like that you've got like about four or five games that have performed especially well including yeah one i would yeah. say that you took a complete gamble on i would yeah. think and you got it good and then i'll say this right now me not taking witch queen yeah that was a mistake by me but at the same time Leading up to that point, the ratings for those Destiny 2 expansions leading up to it suggested to me that that could have been like a 70-80s sort of game. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was not expecting it to be the best expansion rated out of I think it's, like, it's rated higher than Destiny 2 base game is. Yes, it is. So, yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what I, like, I, 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 you know, like we've talked about, like where I, uh, I, I, draft a lot because you can't drop the games you drafted so i played it safe on those games uh and but i'm I drafting games that had release dates or like yes. beginning of the year early 2022 release dates and yeah like i've definitely like i would say i've um gone i've performed higher than i thought i would on a lot of them you know like um some of the ones i gambled on like grand Turismo 7 pokemon arceus um 
uh, that it worked out. Destiny yes, to the Witch Queen. Yes. Uh, Nobody saves the world. Did higher. A uh, total Warhammer three did way higher. Uh, you know, like Rainbow Six Extraction was a, a miss, kind of like it got me two points. Uh, but I was expecting more. Dying Light two got me six those points, two, which was it's yeah. like those two. Those were, when I saw those two available, I'm like thinking to myself, it's like. I don't want to draft those because I know those things are probably going to be either disappointing or duds. And I was yeah. right for extraction, and I was surprised in regards to Dying Light 2 because I thought that was at least going to be in the 80s. The first game was in the 80s, yeah. I remember. Yeah, and that, that's kind of what like I was expecting. Like I, I, I was like, all the, a lot of these games I drafted, I'm like, these could be mid-7s to high 8s. And for the most part, honestly, it's worked out for me. Like. Uh, you know, like Horizon Forbidden West, I know it's going to do well. It's on 88 right now, so that's 18 points. Pokemon Legend Arceus, 84, 14 points. Probably about what I expected, but Grand Turismo 7 at 88. I got 18 points for that one. Yes. Way higher than I, I thought. Destiny 2, The Witch Queen uh, at 89. Yep. I got 89. 19 points. Yes. Blew, blew it away. I was expecting, like, I really dropped it as a joke uh, against Gables, and it blew me away. Sifu, I got 80 on. I got, sorry, yep. I got 10 uh, nobody says the world guy got 10 points on total warhammer three i got 17 points on so yes um you know like i said I, i've swung a miss on rainbow six extraction getting two points and say dying like two getting six points but overall uh i would but say you still got strategies worked out yeah your strategies worked out and guess what you still have games that you could still get this month in regards to like oh, yeah. in terms of ratings like the show the wwe game and stuff i mean yeah, yeah still i, I have it right here things. Yeah, like uh, WWE 2K22 comes out mm-hmm. on Friday. I drafted yep. that one. Or I didn't draft it. I no, bid you, $2 you on it. that one. Yeah, I got that for 2 bucks, And that's kind of like a it's, a... it's a minimal... It could be... I, I, I'm i going to get points on it, but how many points? Um, Gables has got on the 16th, got Tunic. Uh, and then yep. uh, on the 25th, uh, Gables has got Ghostwire Tokyo. And I got Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And then also on the 25th, I have T- uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. So... We got four more games this year, uh, this month, um, and I don't expect any of those to be big bangers. I think Tunic could. I think Tunic and Kirby, um, man, really even Ghostwire Tokyo, like those three games. I, I all four of those games, like that's what you look at the like the rest of like um, the month. It's like I don't I, those games could be. I think at worst they're mid sevens. W two K twenty two will be, could be a low seven, but it could be a mid eight. Yeah, you so. bring up great points in that regards. You know, I, that's what I thought too. You know, with WWE 2K and stuff, and the MLB the Show, I think those things are going to be like at least mid seventies, early eighties at most. But I feel like that Tunic is going to be like one of those surprise things on the Xbox Game Pass and stuff with that launches. That's part of the reason why I went through and drafted it like I did during the rounds because even looking at some of the gameplay and its previews and stuff coming up, it has that feeling of being a good quality game, but yet. We only saw little minuscule things from it, but the aspect of it really impressed me for what I saw. So it's like, yeah. Ghostwire Tokyo, yeah. I saw that developer thing like a few weeks ago and stuff, watched it and stuff, and I, I'm liking the aspect of it. It kind of like, uh, I do like the aspects of the gameplay, I do like the aspects of the stuff. I do expect this game to be at least the mid-80s. That's what I yeah. initially thought. I don't, yeah, I'm all over the I don't... I, all these games, like Kirby, I feel like could be a big hit. I feel all four of those games could be huge surprises, but also huge letdowns, like as far as like... Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, right now I'm up 114 to 78, but I have nine games out. Gables has five games out so far. But like Elder Rings, he's got 32 points for that one. Triangle Strategy, he's got 12. 
when Jammers got seven, King of mm-hmm. Fighters 15, 11. Yep. Uh, Mario Kart, he bid on, he drafted Mario Kart 9. That didn't happen, obviously. That's the, that's the, all, the only miss so far. <laughs> yeah, and all the other world got 15 on. So he's only got five games, really, well, six games if you include the Mario Kart 9 not mm-hmm. happening. Uh, but he's already got 78 points. So um, on average, his games were scoring higher than mine. But, uh, but he's got the, you know, we, we'll talk about more as the year goes on, but he's got a lot of big hitters coming out this year um, if they hit. So he took some gambles, but if they hit, they're going to be, he'll win easily. Uh, but moving on, Gables here um, to what we've been playing this week. Uh, I'll go real fast. You um, got it. So I ended up beating today Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, you beat um, it. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend too much time because I spent enough time on it the last two weeks, um, but uh, ended up really loving it. Um, very happy with that game. You know, uh, what it hit my expectations and more. So, uh, I love the, the, the building on, on the combat and everything like that. I don't, there's like, I've had my same complaints I had last week where I don't love the upgrading feature of like, um, how deep it gets. And like, we have to do to upgrade your individual weapons and uh, outfits, stuff like right. that. Um, it just, it, it just, adds way more grinding to like sometimes and some luck to it. Cause sometimes you gotta like get certain, when you kill an enemy or kill a certain animal or whatever, uh, it's kind of luck of the draw if you can get those items from them. Um, but yeah, I, I had, a, these are minuscule complaints, but it took me 43 hours. Um, uh, I was at mm. level 43 actually. So, uh, <laughs> worked at out level there an hour. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, the level cap is 50. So I got pretty close to getting that level cap. Uh, I had a blast with the game. Uh, does it have new game plus um i don't think they do typically with playstation games they add new game plus a couple months later um ah. it's, uh, they never launch with it for some odd reason because i think the original um, game had something like that it, it does i did new game plus uh in january but the new game plus wasn't available at launch okay uh, even like god god of war and stuff like that they added it like three four months so i imagine in a few months down the line they'll add something um but yeah i had i had a fucking blast with this game it's fantastic it's I mean, it's it's fucking March fifth right now, but um, it's my game of the year. I've only but I've only really played two games this year. But I, I've talked about it before. Where um, if if there's another you know a Pokemon Legends Arceus and this, if like if anything, if, there, if there's enough games that can knock this on my top five, I'll be shocked. Or this will be one of the greatest. This will be one of the best years ever. If this, these two games, um, at least one of these two games, don't land in my top five, if not. Uh, I don't know if anything could combat uh, God of War unless is the only other thing I can think of that could potentially surpass um, this game as my game of the year. Looking at the list so f- for the rest of the year for what we know, uh, obviously things can happen. But uh, yeah, the game is absolutely stunning, absolutely incredible. I love the I love the lore of the first one. I love the lore in this, and they take some big swings, some big chances in this game with with, with the lore, and uh, it could have very easily blown up in their face and could have fucked up this entire franchise. Yep. Uh, and, uh, they nailed it. I think they nailed it. I loved it. Um, I, you know, I, I love reading all the notes. I love finding out about the past. I love all the stupid shit about people. Like this is like, like I've talked about, like, like them worshiping, like stupid things or like, they look at like these, like people as like gods basically. And they're like the billionaires of like our, our generation. Um, they're just like awful, terrible human beings. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just like it's just funny. Uh, I love that stuff. Um, but yeah, this game was absolutely incredible. I loved every minute of it. Um, yeah, I can't. I, I 
I hope to God I'd be awesome. Like we had Frozen Wilds DLC um, come out at the end of I think 2017. I want to say uh, that year it came out, and I loved it. Uh, I hope I hope we get something else like that, um, some more DLC or something later, maybe next year or something like that. Because um, I'd love to have some more content to play. I did like all the big story missions, all the big story like all the big side mission ones, the bigger ones. Um, you can usually tell which ones are more important than like the basic generic side missions. Um, and those were awesome too. So, uh, yeah, the game's incredible. Um, but Gables is another game that we both played that we have in common. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I both played the Kirby demo. So yes, I do want before we jump into Elden Ring for you, I do want to talk about, um, that. So Gables, um, I, I did the first two levels. I don't know. I think there's only like three levels in the, in it. um, Oh, you've done what'd the you first think? two. Okay. Yeah, how, what'd you do? Well, here's the thing. I did go through and I did finish up the entirety of the demo stuff. So I played okay. through Is all three, three stages. There's three stages. Three? There's there's okay. two explorable ones and then one boss battle one. And I did it gotcha. all on uh, going all out in terms of their wild mode, which quintessentially I did is the their same normal thing. mode. It's yes. normal mode. Yeah, so, I love the fact that they, they had that. Um, they had like a they have like the the exploration mode or whatever it is where there's the easy one and there's the yeah the normal mode so go on i'm initially very positive in regards to what i've played so far granted yes it's the same type of like kirby kind of look and feel in regards to not only just the difficulty but also in terms of the exploration mindset because even in the past couple of kirby entries you search a level for like a couple different types of items and different different types of like stuff to collect in that stage and then that would be it for that stage in terms of the couple levels that I that we that I did end up going through and playing the demo, there was one where you get to collect like five t- like tulips, red tulips. I ended up doing that plus multiple other things. I basically a hundred percent of both of those levels. Okay. But the aspect of it is, I love the use in regards to Car Kirby, the mouthful mode stuff. You know, mm-hmm. with Car Kirby, and what's kind of hilarious about it is this: I'm just just bullshitting around, you know, and just like. Uh, Going through the levels, like taking out a couple of like freaking enemies with the cards, like rushing through, breaking rocks, doing this shit and that shit, and then like uh, the second level, especially when you get to infiltrate like a soda machine, and then like uh, finding that you can just break certain terrains and stuff around the level, be and the then, cone, uh, be the cone and stuff, and uh, just breaking through the ground, breaking through pipes and stuff. I love the intricate way that it did in the second level, to where you use that. You would uh, go around this one particular like boss that has like a had a couple of different platforms on its back, and then you have to lead its head towards the pipe that you needed to go for, it so we could latch on to it. Because in doing so, it actually went through and breaks the pipe further for you to actually do a cone smash on that damn thing, and then you get up to the earlier level and stuff, and then you just finish it off from like jumping from a high platform all the way down. I like that. The boss battle I thought was pretty cool too because it wasn't anything like groundbreaking, but the way that this boss played, it played like it didn't play like a typical Kirby boss. Whereas it felt more like a boss from a. Oh god, I'm trying to think about it for a moment right here because it had like an enemy. It had like a giant enemy bar on the bottom of it, and while I was going through, I couldn't help but note, and I couldn't help but like think that, oh, you know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of like kind of like a Dark Souls shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's the enemy bar and how it just dwindles away for like everything. Obviously not 
as intense as say like a Dark Souls style game, but that enemy bar dripping away and stuff with all sorts of like random uh, attacks against it. I decided to go into the battle with uh, Bomb Kirby, that whole aspect to where you just toss bombs or roll it at the, the enemy itself. See, the boss in general, you face off against this giant gorilla, and what he does is like he'll throw boulders at you, he'll do like a little he'll do like a little thing, we'll try to sweep the ground and stuff, and uh, if you get too close to him or something like that, he'll try to sweep the ground and try to just grab you and try to do all sorts of various little damage. I think I got hit like once throughout that entire boss <laughs> battle. But uh Towards like the be- like the middle part of it, he'll go towards like another type of attack pattern. Well, he'll actually do a complete spin, which kind of looks like a Donkey Kong kind of like airplane spin, <laughs> with his like his fists all out and stuff, his arms just twirling or something like that. But uh, it was it was pretty damn fun going through and playing that boss battle. You know, going through it. It wasn't difficult. It wasn't overly like as complicated as it needed to be, but it was fun. It was fun going through the process of spamming a whole bunch of my different attacks, evading his, uh, like, big old elaborate choreographed attack moves and stuff and doing that stuff. And I left that demo feeling fairly positive. And if you do finish that demo, Tyler, and stuff, there's, like, two codes you could use for the main game if you choose to. But uh, you get a lot... You get some... You get some little added little goodies or something when you go into like the Waddle D town and this and that, but uh, it's definitely has my interest in regards to wanting to play a bit more of it because this is pretty beefy for what I thought that initially was going to. Because quintessentially, it's a 3D platform version of the Kirby games we know and like, but it's presented in another way and it has a lot more creative creativity in terms of what the powers that Kirby inherits and stuff can use in order to advance certain levels. Plus I kind of like the idea of like facing off against uh, some of the boss enemies. If it was like, if it's anything like the first boss enemy inside the first world and stuff like that, I'm interested in seeing what they'll go and evolve into. It's like, okay, how are we going to do the Waddle D? I mean, how are you going to do like the DDD battle? How are you going to do the battle against Meta Knight? Cause they showcase both of those guys inside the trailers towards the end of that demo. And I, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, is Krako, that big old giant cloud and stuff that has, like, uh, that shoots lightning and stuff that spikes around it, is that going to be in the game, you know? Or are there going to be other classic Kirby bosses, you know, in a new style? I mean, that's that's one thing I was thinking about. But another, I had a lot of funny thoughts in regards to this game because when you look at the uh, game when you're first entering it, it looks an awful lot like Seattle. And what's yeah. kind of hilarious about it, it looks like a post-apocalyptic version of Seattle. And Last I kept Seattle. I kept on thinking The Last of Us Part 2. And as soon as I look into the things, like, oh, this is a cheery version of The Last of Us Part 2. And it's like, it's, yeah. I just started laughing. Like, oh my god, dude. It's like, I, oh. Uh, I'm just imagining like Kirby and then all of a sudden the mood music hits. There's just a bunch of clickers rushing the screen. <laughs> But Tyler, just tell me a little bit about your thoughts about this demo. Um, Yeah, so I I, I wanted to actually, I was beating it, but then like we had tornadoes come nearby, so I kind of paused to make sure I wasn't going to die. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's important. (laughs) So, yeah, like the sirens came, I got like alerts. I'm like, I should probably look at that and see what the fuck's going on. And I was like, oh, wow, it's real close. And luckily it missed us. Um, Oh, shit. But um, hopefully everybody's okay that I don't ever heard any updates um, on anything, but it Hopefully everybody's okay where it did hit, but um, go back to Kirby here. Um, yeah, the first two levels I, I enjoyed it. It was um, 
you know, it's the first two levels. So obviously, it's gonna be pretty easy, pretty bland as far as like you're not gonna have like a lot of like right. You don't have to worry about dying like that. Like I got hit a couple times, but I wasn't like I never like was in any danger or anything like that. Uh, I do like the fact there's a wild mode and there's like the easy mode uh, where you got more health. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed going through it. It's definitely was like I got real used to the controls real fast. Of like as far as like when I hit jump, I gotta like kind of hit B to like the float back down because otherwise I'll keep floating. Um, you know, obviously like I'm, like I've talked about like uh, re- recently where I haven't really played any Kirby games. Like I played like the one of the ones on I think on Wii, and then I, I played like one of the ones on Super Nintendo a long, long time ago. Um, that's kind of my what I know of Kirby. Um, so yeah, like I definitely enjoyed what I played so far. My like I've talked about like my big concern is like this is the same team that made like the Yoshi games, mm-hmm. uh, and like especially the like, Crafted World. Um, I just I was incredibly boring. Um, the one on Wii U, I enjoyed it quite a lot, and I talked about it as it pre- pretty fun game. Um, but then like the one Crafted World that came out twenty nineteen was just like I think I did like the first four worlds. And I'm like. I'm just walking through trying to get collectibles. I'm like, there's no challenge here. I'm not having any fun. Um, so I, that's my big concern here is like, like the Kirby games. I did. Well, I, I take that back. I did play the Kirby one that came out star allies. I did. I did play that one. And it was just more of the, it was kind of like the Yoshi craft world. It was like, this is just incredibly boring. Uh, it's just, uh, and I, I, it's like a baby's first platformer. You know, like this is like the game you give your kid before he plays Mario kind of stuff. True. Um, and I don't, and I feel like if it's, I don't want, like if it comes out and it's like that and people love it, that's fine. But like, my thing is like, I want more than that. You know, like I, I, the, the 3d aspect of it has got me more interested in this one. Um, they def, definitely kind of want to give you some more, like some odyssey vibes in this game. And, and like, it's definitely worked on me. Like I'm inter- way more interested in it now. Uh, but yeah, like what I played the first two levels, like I definitely enjoyed like going through, like finding, like finding, like uh trying to find all like the, all the, the, the flowers we could talk about i was like we're like going a couple of them like looking really hard i'm like this is the demo like what am i trying to 100 the demo <laughs> so like I, I stopped doing that i'm like i just want to like go through and i want to see if i enjoy this game um because like that is not something i like i'm gonna invest a lot of time in is trying to like 100 levels um but yeah like i definitely enjoyed the combat i enjoyed like the puzzles element of it um the combat is actually pretty fun like taking over and like being like the sword guy and stuff like that and then um having like getting put in those little like little Square areas where you had to fight enemies. Um, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, so far I'm definitely enjoying it. Like uh, I am more optimistic than I was beforehand. Like this is a game. Like if it comes out, people are saying it sounds like what I want it to be. I'm definitely. I'm like I got it pre-ordered. It's paid off. If I if it comes out and if people are saying what I'm hoping it can be or what I want it to be, I'm definitely this will be a day one pickup. If it sounds like um, I'm definitely, I'm still gonna want to wait and see what people say when they get feel like get further on like people have like previews came out and it was like the preview was basically the same thing as like the demo right uh, and but people have been pretty positive about it and yeah i can't wait to uh i want i'm gonna do the boss fight um probably tomorrow and then uh uh yeah well i'll, I'll wait to see we'll probably get some re- reviews so what the game comes out on friday uh probably come out probably get reviews on the 23rd so wednesday uh and i can't wait to hear what people say about it so um yeah that's the only thing i've been playing Gables. Um, tell me about Elden Ring. All right, before I tell you about Elden Ring, I want to tie up a loose end. I did end up beating Splatoon 2. Oh, okay. Like a day after, I think we got done recording for, uh, 
Yeah, for uh, the Pokemon stuff, I went through because I wanted to go in with a clean slate before I get in the Elden Ring. Because I wanted to finish up the last loose end, which was finishing up Splatoon 2. And I'm happy to report I got all of the Sardiniums and all of the pages in regards. So I completely 100%ed those aspects of it. Looking yes. at looking at one of the prerequisites in sort of each stages, because I kept noticing that there was little indentations when you finish a level with each weapon well the thing about that what i end up finding out was there was just a bunch of different type of character skins you could use in multiplayer say if you complete like entirety of the game like with one weapon and stuff and then it'll just give you that to use in multiplayer aspects of it and i thought to myself you know it's like yeah that they are replayable i can go forth and do that but at the same time i'm not going to really go and delve into the multiplayer aspect of it a lot especially with the third game releasing this year had this been in 2017 or 2018, yeah, I would have done that because, hell, that game is fun. I think that Splatoon 2 is a great game for what it sets out to be. There are fun aspects of the multiplayer. I love doing the regular battle stuff. I didn't touch any of the competitive stuff. But the single-player aspect, I enjoyed the bosses a lot. Bosses 2 and, like, like yeah, it's bosses 1, 2, and, like, uh, what was it, 4 were interesting in my honest opinion i mean the third one was kind of like a retread and stuff of the one of the first bosses inside the original splatoon but uh i like the aspects of the creativity in each of the levels i did like a lot of like the various stuff with it and uh it was fun enough to me to replay a lot of different levels over and over again and i found myself exploring every little nook and cranny and stuff which took me like about 15 20 minutes sometimes per level because I was relatively curious about just going and doing whatever the hell it was. Just to try to, oh, okay, this is how I was supposed to do this one. Or this is how I'm supposed to do that one, you know. And then I finally went towards the final boss, the final battle against, like, uh, like uh, I think it was, like, DJ Octavio or something like that. You know, DJ Octo, whatever the hell and stuff, had put, like, one of the Squid Sisters under his control and stuff. And just basically doing that two-part, like, boss battle and stuff, which was very fun. I love that aspect of it, you know, but uh, at that time, you know, I felt like the game wrapped up to a good extent. I got that out of the way. I'm fairly happy that I decided to, that I decided just to dive into Splatoon 2. It was just a, a like an itch that I wanted to go forward and scratch that itch. Got the game. Fantastic game. Can't wait for Splatoon 3. I am all in on that game once it does release because I'm not interested in it now. But going from that to the meat and the potatoes of what I've been playing, and that's Elden Ring. As a recording, throughout this week, I have put 16 hours into Elden Ring. Jesus. 16 hours. A couple of which I've done in terms of farming. But in terms of experiences and stories, um, let's just say this game has gotten me like all sorts of various fun predicaments that I never even was anticipated. Okay, so starting out, I decided to go with like a, a specific character class, right? So I checked, and at the time, there was like three to choose from. There, I didn't realize until after I created my character and was hours in that, yeah, I had aspect, I had like an option of one of six different character classics, like classes, and I only went with a, the warrior option in regards to the character class. So I was looking at the first three of six. I could have went as, like, a samurai aspect, or I could have went as, like, a mage or whatever. 
I decided to go with Warrior. Why? Is because it dual wields weapons. You dual wield scimitars. You have the highest dexterity of any other class. And dexterity is helpful when you have to be very speedy. And also when you have the terms of cut the times in regards to like executing magic spells and whichever. Like attacks and whatsoever. Plus your stamina. You'll have more stamina in regards if you build up endurance alongside of that. So combining a high endurance alongside dexterity and like vitality and stuff. It's definitely a good aspect, a good base for a build for a warrior class, from what I've understood. I went into this, I got through the first area, I died a number of times in the first <laughs> presentable boss. And that's just the thing about this game that you have to learn just to deal with, is that, yeah, you'll die over and over in regards to this game in specific spots. Some It'll appeal to some gamers, and then other gamers, they won't they won't try, because if you lose like a bunch of souls at the first time or something, you're probably not ever going to try it again. <laughs> but uh, the thing about it is, this is the first legitimate like Dark Souls-like game made from From Software, which is completely an open world. In other previous From Software games, you explore specific regions inside of a, an area. And then you face off against the big boss in that one, and then all of a sudden you move on to the next area, and so on and so forth. Because the game is a completely open world, you get to explore anywhere in this area to your heart's content. You'll find things called Lost Graces, which are the game's equivalent of a campfire. So... Once you unlock those, they're permanently unlocked in your map, so you'll know when to travel to and from. I like the aspect that this game has quick travel, or fast travel, because getting to those specific spots like that without having to go and ride a whole cross, like across the map, that's fairly nice. A couple things I did do. I did end up like uh, investing a lot in terms of learning how to unlock, how to level up. Because uh, you have to be at a specific point. I, it doesn't really give you a clear aspect of when this thing will unlock. But there's this one campfire by one of the first main areas before going into the first main castle. Where you come into this, like, uh, you meet this one particular female NPC character. She'll introduce herself and stuff. And she'll be that, uh, she volunteers to be this lost, this, like, your maiden, quote, essentially. Like, this, because, uh... They refer in-game the NPC characters as, like, you are the maidenless one. You know, like, someone that's supposed to, like, support you and then this and that, you know, in terms of, like, a spiritual sense or something of that shit. That's what I'm understanding anyway. But, uh, she's like, yeah, I'll help you out and this and that. And then she introduces you, like, okay, you can level up your character through her. And then, like, later on and stuff, once you unlock more of the Lost Graces, you're transferred to this, like... You can transfer into this other area and stuff where this is the main central hub of where you're supposed to be in regards to not only getting strengthening your weapons, but also buying magic spells in terms of like equipping specific things. It's basically that whole that whole point before you go and launch yourself into the back in the overworld and stuff and try out what you're doing. So that's the short version of it. But uh I initially came across some problems with my character early on, because even though I had a high dexterity speed and stuff, I was still getting one-shotted by a lot of different, like, uh, things. I didn't really officially die until, like, about a... Oh, gosh. It wasn't even, like, about 20 minutes in before I got my first death, because the first major boss passed the tutorial level. 
is where you have to try to fight this guy. It's like a like a soldier, right? This this high class of soldier. You had to go through, beat him, do this and that, and which I did. And then when I first got into the overworld, I unlocked a couple different lost graces. Obviously, there was this one church called Ida or something like that. Ida. You have a merchant there. I bought some little bits of like. Uh, like uh, key items and stuff that I needed, like a craft kit and this and that. And from there, from there, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm at uh, level, I'm not really high in terms of a level. And this is before I end up unlocking like the leveling up stuff. So once I leveled up, leveled up quite a bit and stuff like that, I saw this giant walking across this field. Now the giant is like the thing that's blocking the ocean by the shore. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, I've leveled up to like about 15 at this point. Why don't I go forth and try to take on this giant? The funniest part about this and stuff is like, I I saw a video of someone taking on the same giant, right? And it's like, he had a couple of different types of attacks. So I go in, I anticipate a couple of these different types of attacks. You know, he does a stomping move, you get too close, or he'll try to go and just swing at you. And I was dodging pretty effortlessly and this and that. No, it wasn't until he took his giant sword off of his back and stuff. It just drug it on the ground, and then I'm coming right towards me, and then I'm like, oh shit, I better dodge this. So I dodge, I try to whittle down his HP, you know, whittle down his health, and I was doing a good job in doing that. At that same point, I was getting close, like, towards the end of my health, and I had to go forth and try to run away, try to cause some distance. This dude had more attacks up his sleeve. If you are within, like, say, 20 feet of him, if you're just trying to, like, bait him and to try to do something, he'll do a shout attack that goes clear across, right? And not only that, you know how certain, like, enemy characters, they have a specific range before, like, they stop completely and let you go, blah, 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 and so on and so forth? Yeah, enemies in this game don't do that. Not at all. As a matter of fact... Some of them will follow you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> this giant, I kid you not, he came up to a cliff. The same cliff that I had gone down to, and I looked back, and he's still watching me, mind you. And all of a sudden, he starts stepping down the cliff. He just starts going through. It's that one element of like this one more thing where you don't expect him to, you don't expect an enemy to do that, and all of a sudden they do that, and you're like, oh shit, I better go. <laughs> and uh, the thing about it is i saved a little clip in regards to the playstation stuff because i finally took down this giant right and it gave me a good sizable chunk of hp but uh that was one epic moment and after taking down my first giant and feeling that sense of accomplishment i wanted to go and explore a little bit more and see what else i can do the number one thing i try to take care of right is i wanted to level up i want to get this character stronger i looked on the youtube okay I've been hearing about these farming methods, so which one is, like, what would I do right here that's, like, more fitting for me? So that's where I came across a YouTube video and stuff that transferred me to the specific area that's uh, called Lena's Rise. It's in this particular area in regards to the whole, like, uh, Grayall Dragon Barrow. That's the area that it's called. It's to the east of, like, the main area that you start in. And, uh... There's this, there's a couple different things you gotta really do before you set off to this grinding spot. But the basic thing is you come across, you basically go 
from this uh, area called like uh, this Tempical Magica, right? At that uh, this area, and then behind that church, there's like this little tra little portal point, right? And so I go through the portal. It transforms. It transforms me to that Dragonborough place. The thing about this is like when you transfer to it. It gets you, like, face-to-face -face with a boss that's, like, right inside this door and stuff. And you could go in that way, or you could just turn around the opposite direction, which you're supposed to do, and go a different other way. And you eventually will come across a Lost Grace, which will get you to this... Which will lead you to the front where this bridge is at. And on top of that bridge is a dragon. <laughs> a large-ass <laughs> dragon, like you saw inside of, like, some of the gameplay videos. And I look at that, it's like, okay, I locked the campfire. But there's two type, there's two bridges, right? There's the one with the dragon on it, and then there's another one that's like, you go over and around, and there's one, like, underneath it. And so I go through that, and I realize I'm going through these, going through this feeling, I'm getting poison damage. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm getting poison damage, I better kind of take it slow right there. And sure enough, it, it starts whittling down in regards to the whole thing. In this game... When you build up specific things, like, say, your poison meter or your, like, the this bloodletting meter or red rust meter and stuff, if it, completes, if it completely charges up, you get that ailment. And it'll take some time unless you get to a lost grace in order to erase this ailment. So we get to the other campfire by Lena's Rise. I go over to this initial, like, grind spot. And the thing is, there's this enemy, right? It's a giant boulder. And so it spawns behind you, and your core aspect that uh, you have to remember is you have to let this thing follow you to some extent, but you have to dodge it so it'll roll off a cliff and die. The thing about it, it rewards you with about 1952 runes mm. during the night if it is specially charged, because each enemy has a, has a particular chance, if it's during the night, that their eyes are, will grow, well, actually will glow... And it'll get you more runes as a result when you kill them. So, going through and deciding upon myself, you know what, I want to grind at this spot. I want to see how much runes I'm going to collect. I ended up going that first night, and I collected about over 400,000 runes just from this method alone. It took me about a, it took me about a good solid like, couple of hours, give or take. I think it was like on Sunday, like Saturday or Sunday of last week. Which, uh, I went and I got so many of these runes. And I went from, like, level 15 to, like, level 79. <laughs> and it asked... It, it just... These few hours, because I wanted to at least get my vitality and endurance to 20, which I did. And then get my dexterity all the way pumped up to about 60. So I got that out of the way. I'm currently at level 80. Still. What's the level cap? The level cap? I'm not sure. It's definitely not 100. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. I Because I, I heard people talk about their levels. I'm like, god damn, that's high. I, I, I assume 100 was the level cap. No, 100 is not the level cap. If 100 was the level cap, Tyler, I I think I would have been sweeping and killing things in one shot <laughs> at that point. But uh, going on, after I did that grinding, I found out that there's a boss that appears on the bridge that I'm near at night. The one I just crossed over with the poison fields and stuff. So, being around level 79, I was like, okay, this is, this is Black Knight on the horse. I'm going to go forth and I'm going to try to battle this thing. So, I take a swipe at it. I hit it. It hits me. One shot. I'm dead. Jeez. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this is pretty high level. 
But I have an idea. So what I did is I had this knight chase me through the poison fields, right? I die the first time, right? But I try again. And I had the idea, poison damage. Let's see what happens if I can get this guy poisoned and whittle down his health. So it took me a little bit, but I killed my first boss in this game through poison chip damage. <laughs> and uh, I got about 40,000 runes as a result from that one boss. I got an Ashes of War, I think it is. And uh, I'd gone through that. I have gone through like, the first major enemy, the first area that... Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm now, I'm just kind of blanking his name right now. But uh, he's the, the guy they call the, the uh, Fell Omen, stuff like that, before you go into the first main castle and stuff. Margit, that's his name. That's the thing, Margit the Fell Omen. Omen. <laughs> that battle was interesting too, because I go through a couple of different ways where I try to do it myself, like just without using any type of summons and stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm at a high enough level. Let's see if I can go for at least whittle him down. I was doing fairly good. And there was like one time before he ended up killing me, which I got him down to about a quarter health. And that's where I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to try something. And so I go forth and I use the summon with the wolves. And the wolves distract him enough to where I can go behind him, start slashing the shit out of him. Like uh, go use a couple flasks if I need to in order to restore health. I end up taking him down, and I'm doing, like, well in that regards. And what's kind of hilarious is, after that, I start exploring a castle, right? And I'm taking out the guards and stuff, and I see there's this one room to the right of me, right? It's, the door's open, and there's, like, a item that's, like, in the far end. This is this dark room. And what happens after I enter the room is probably one of the more memorable moments I think I've had in this game so far. The door closes behind me. It's pitch black, and all of a sudden, I hear a deep-throated, like, laugh, like a cackle, like, oh, I got you. And there was a knight hidden in the corner right in this dark room, and he fucking destroyed me as I, as, uh, I didn't even have enough time to go forth and react, because in this room, it's crowded with all sorts of various, like, breakable shit. So, you think that you're going to have the flexibility in order to try to dodge this dude's attack? No. I didn't even have time to go forth and correctly lock on to him to try to at least attempt to try to take him out. I tried this three or four times because this dude's a son of a bitch and I'm going to take him out <laughs> after that shit. But, uh, no, I ended up going through and not doing that. Instead, I focused upon getting a couple of main items that I wanted to do because... What I essentially I've done during this whole 16 hours is I level up my character to about level 80. I've now figured out how to use like Ashes of War to equip on my weapons because there was a combination of things. I needed a particular weapon to allow me to duplicate Ashes of War. I needed like something in particular to not only get a specific Ash like Ashes of War. For my dual scimitars, which that's the thing. I have to duplicate this one into two just to equip all my two weapons. Because I'm using two weapons, that means i got to use double the resources in order to try to improve them. So I'm using smithing stones and this and that. So now I have a character that will do 
bleed damage, right? Bleed's super broken in this, where it's like, if you build up the meter on a boss after about three or four hits, it'll start doing massive damage to an enemy. And so, now I got this ability to where I got these double Ashes of War, like Bleeding Slash. On top of, on top of other things and stuff. And not even counting other secrets I'm not really going to go forth and describe right now because it's it's already... There's still a bunch of things I'm still learning about this game. And there's still a bunch of interesting stuff I still haven't gone through and explored yet. And there's so many different fucking weird-ass creatures that you'll encounter in the world. Like I was mentioning to you before we started recording, I encountered a hawk, like a giant-ass hawk, that had dual fucking swords or something for talons. That was just doing slash attacks. And there's like a group of them like inside the top of a castle perched up that kept on trying to attack me with like fucking dual like dual fucking swords doing spinning slash attacks and all this other shit. And not to mention the giant rats, not to mention the freaking trolls, the giant ass trolls and stuff, and the monster fucking berserk like bears in the damn forest. This is like out of a fucking fractured fairy tale. But like a grim fairy tale, dude. But the game has me wanting to play it more, not only to explore, but to encounter what other type of grotesque piece of bullshit's gonna happen next. <laughs> and even though I keep dying over and over again, <laughs> this is like one of the first like Souls games I've actually played where I want to keep on exploring and keep on playing it, because it is that fun, and there's so much uh, things you can do to abuse this game that it makes you want to go forth and play more of it. <laughs> So, that's my first overall impressions after a week of playing Elden Ring. And I have to admit, this is something I've I've only encountered a few times in games I've ever played. Where last year, Ninja Gaiden, I played that over and over again. Played, like, kept dying and stuff. But I'm getting that same sense of satisfaction I used to get when I used to beat and used to play through old games and do that stuff. Only on a bigger scale than this. This is like king level of bullshit that I have to try to overcome in order to try to get close to stuff. And I'm not even past, like, the first, like, main, like, epic boss boss in this game. And I'm still doing a bunch of shit. So, yeah, that's Elden Ring so far. <laughs> All right, good, man. Glad you're liking it. Yes. Uh, you're still you're still a cunt, though, for <laughs> Um, But uh, anyways. Oh, uh, oh, one last thing, though. And I oh, think geez. this is kind of funny. When I went and I got that game from Walmart, that the PS5 version of it, I told the the electronics guy, it's like, yeah, watch this thing's going to be sold out like in the span of a week. And what's hilarious about it, as soon as it came back a couple days later, all the copies of that game was gone, and Horizon Forbidden West was completely stocked. <laughs> well, because they know that people are actually going to buy Horizon on like Elden Ring. Um, anyways, moving on. Uh, that will actually be the end of the podcast. Uh, fuck Ellen Ring and fuck Gables for drafting that game. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you guys like the show, please like, follow, subscribe uh, everywhere, pod, wherever pods or casts are on it. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Facebook, um, uh, Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, wherever we're on it. Please like, follow, subscribe, uh, share, please. And uh, yeah, I'll wrap it up. Uh, I was your host. I was Tyler. And I've been Colonel Gables. Until next time, play some fun games. Definitely enjoy yourself during these trying times. But thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet.
Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.